0: Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, a.k.a. your favorite Star Wars character, Snap Wexley, and you are right where you need to be listening to yet another amazing episode of the Black Squadron podcast. Welcome back to the Black Squadron podcast, episode 20. It's kind of a milestone, fellas. 20 episodes.
1: Done.
0: So I am joined by David and Slade this week.
2: Hey-o. Hey, everyone.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll have an Ewok agenda towards the end. We'll do some trivia and then, you know, some tomfoolery, most likely. Um, but the majority of this episode... is going to be all about Star Wars The Phantom Menace Episode 1
1: Wouldn't it be Episode 1 The Phantom Menace? Yeah,
0: what are you going to do? So what we're going to do uh, this episode is the three of us have watched the film this week Um, We've each picked out five things we liked and three things we did not like and we're going to go around the room. Uh, one of us will start with one thing we liked, and then one thing we disliked, and then so on and so forth until we get through all. Uh, what is it? Uh, Twenty-two things. <laughs> uh, math. Sorry, right, I guess we'll uh, we'll start. Either one of you fellows want to start first? You want me to go?
2: Uh, why don't you go ahead, BP?
0: Uh, so I got a logistics question
1: there, BP. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What if 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 someone names something that I liked? Mm-hmm. do i got to come up with something else or are we good
0: uh you don't have to necessarily
1: but maybe um, come maybe have some reserves
0: yeah if you <laughs> have some reserves uh, go for it um so, so my thought process is once we say the things we like or dislike we can chat about it for a second if we have anything else to talk about that particular topic
1: cool hey um, is the black podron spot uh black yikes. squadron black mm. Podren, you like that yeah it's a black mm-hmm. squadron podcast going to be doing these for every movie that's the plan, Stan. So, is it going to be like the next episode is going to be episode two? Yep. Love yes, it. Sir. Oh, I'm excited.
0: Excited. Um, so, before we get to episode four, we'll do Rogue One. Yes. Um, and and Solo. Yeah, and Solo, and then uh, actually we'll do Solo, then Rogue One, and then A New Hope. Yep. But
2: That's all right, well,
0: let's let's get into the to the the meat here. <laughs> All right, so my first thing that I liked from The Phantom Menace – oh, boy, where to start? I guess I'll start with Qui-Gon. Damn it. I'm a big, big, big Qui-Gon fan. I know Slade oh. has not been in, until he read Master and Apprentice when he t- kind of came love, over. Yeah, yeah. Um, Master and
1: Apprentice, I loved him in.
0: Yeah, there's a quote in it that he turns to the light because it's the light. kills <laughs> me. Um, but no, I loved his I loved his lightsaber. It's so basic but phenomenal at the same time. And I liked his relationship with um Padme a lot.
2: And how much chill he had. Yeah, he so had chill. the patience
0: right. of a Jedi Knight for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so the one thing I disliked I think this is probably going to be across the board uh, and Mind you I don't dislike the actor I really enjoy the process They did to make this character Just the character did nothing for me But I know it wasn't for me it was for kids But uh, Jar Jar did nothing for me the entire movie Yes hmm.
2: To both of mine Like and dislike I had Jar Jar Nothing against Ahmed But as the char- Jar Jar itself Is just waste
1: uh, I'm going to counter that with um, not to be argumentative, but to yeah. go into a discussion yeah. of topics. You know, I, Jar Jar as a uh, representation on screen, I guess you'd say. He was like the precursor for this, for like all motion cap actors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like everything Andy Serkis is mm-hmm. in Planet of the Apes and uh Lord of the Rings and all of these movies. Uh that really started with Jar Jar. Oh yeah. people People don't get that. How how incredible of a feat it was to have Jar Jar in the movie the way he was. Um and and what I what I do get from the character of Jar Jar is when I when I am with a six year old or a nine-year-old or a three-year-old watching the movie i don't know how lucas did it but he had he definitely had his finger on the pulse of what six-year-olds like in movies because they eat it up they love jar jar (laughs) (laughs) you know so so i can kind of forgive the the little bits of God, i i hate some of his wording for things <laughs>
0: yeah that's my main issue i think
1: yeah uh but uh, overall as a character i'm i'm pro, I'm, I'm one of the few pro jar jars
2: so you definitely I, do have a i do battle. understand why they have it in their four kids i i i know he was the jester of you know the movie and i understand why he was put in it just i guess as a 20 year old 20 plus I'll say, for myself, it was just as like, uh, you know.
0: They did an incredible job acting with him because if you see the behind the scenes, he has like the Jar Jar head on top of his head.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah. really,
0: it was really cool how they put the the visor over his eyes so people weren't looking at his eyes; they were looking at the Jar Jar head. Like the, the pro, yeah. I love the process, the whole process, mm-hmm. the screen cap, the mocap, everything. That's f- the, phenomenal. But that the making itself.
1: The making of, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of the Phantom Menace is my favorite out of the prequels because of how much they had to like invent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, they they piggyback off of a lot of it for the other two. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, there are some amazing things in the making of parts and the behind the scenes for the other films. But the Phantom Menace one, that's the one I go to where it's like, all right, we're just going to start from scratch here because we haven't made a movie in 20 years. So let's figure this out.
0: (laughs) That's the Star Wars way. Yeah, seriously. All right, so you want to go next? Good, picks, good Hey, good picks, though, buddy. I like those.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, who'd you say, me?
2: Yeah, you go ahead.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I liked... I mean, this is a such a, a minor thing, but it, it really makes the movie for me. Not the whole movie. <laughs> when they're at Watto's Junk Salvage Yard Place, mm-hmm. and they... And <laughs> And Qui Gon tries to Jedi mind trick him, and he pulls yeah. out the <laughs> mind tricks don't work on me. Like, well, what are you a Jedi? <laughs> you know,
2: it, what are you a Jedi?
1: Yeah, it, oh, it, it was such <laughs> a, I don't know, like the acting was good on it. The beats mm-hmm. were hit. It was hilarious. They and they 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 uh, led into it with having Qui Gon do that to Boss Nass down in 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 the Gungan capital city. You know what I mean? With, mm-hmm. Where he where he did the mind trick on him, so they established it that Qui Gon is pretty damn smooth with this thing, and they go into Tatooine and he tries to do it on Watto, and Watto's
0: like, "No, mind tricks don't work on me." Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I like I remember so, I think like like you guys probably you were there opening night of this movie. You know, it was the midnight release back when they did midnight releases at midnight, not at. 7 p.m. the day before Uh, and just the theater cracked the hell up at that people just ate it and I I loved it so that was a a big plus for me is some of the beats with some of the actors made it work great
0: yeah I Uh, really liked Watto
1: yeah and Qui-Gon for me was the strongest actor in the movie Mm -hmm. um that's not a that's not one of my likes but that's leading into my first dislike
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is the writing and the acting of basically everyone else <laughs> um, <laughs> like there are so so many bad lines in this movie and so many flat deliveries it if you ever read like elementary or middle school or go to watch plays that are like written by the elementary school Mm and middle schoolers and acted by them it's a lot like that where it's i say a line i'm going to the gym (laughs) oh that sounds good i will do that too that's how half of the movie comes off to me when i watch it it's Mm -hmm.
0: there's just so much flat delivery with so many of the people Um, why do y'all
2: think that is I mean, why?
0: I mean, the dialogue yeah. wasn't groundbreaking, and I think a lot of these folks just weren't, I guess, prepared for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Somehow, like the Anakin—I'm not anakin screw anakin. the the Qui Gon Obi Wan scenes, where it's just those two, brilliant. Anything mm-hmm. else? When you get Newt Gunray, when you get Anakin, even Padme—I love Natalie Portman.
2: Okay? Oh man, she's
1: in episode this was not her strong movie this is not the one that she wants to show to people for like a lifetime achievement Mm -hmm. um (laughs) yeah so that's my dislike and i don't want to go on about it because we're generally positive here but it hurts to watch it
0: yeah i mean i think that's a common thing for episode one and two people say the fact that they don't like it is because of that reason all right, David, what about you? What things, one thing you liked, one thing you disliked.
2: Uh, one thing I liked was Amidala's outfits in this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally missed that. Good her, point. Her costume design was insane.
2: Insane. You guys remember they
1: had the the the, the Barbie set with her? Mm-hmm. It wasn't Barbie, but it was like the they were like Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. Like they had nine different ones, like with her different outfits. Yep.
0: They're, I they believe were, it was Mattel who made them, who makes Barbie, but they were not yeah. Barbie, per se.
1: Yeah, they weren't Barbie, but they were Amadala gorgeous dress outfits. You're, yeah, good
0: call, David.
2: Yeah, I'm not ashamed to say I have all those.
0: Yeah, I have one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, the, the way they coordinated also, I mean, there were some that coordinated with Palpatine. I mean, uh, I haven't read up on it lately. I can't remember, like... What the meaning was But they did coordinate with some of Each other's outfits throughout All three episodes So But yeah just um, They're very well done Uh, Good call Just like I'm gonna get a hate But the pod race Interesting Pod race was way too long for me They could have shortened it Uh, (laughs) Yeah Maybe it was longer. I <laughs> they, I don't know. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, to me, it just seems like too much of a filler.
1: When you watch the, DV, the like the DVD of it, it's the extended version of the pod race where it's like an extra seven minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it doesn't end,
0: and it's ridiculous. AP,
1: what are your I thoughts on they... the pod
0: race? Well, the podrace is actually one of my things that I liked. Ooh, the the whole process of it, of the the behind the scenes portion and on the screen portion, it just shows you how much of a the, how much of Jedi was inside of Anakin. He he could do this as a human, and then how you get to see each and every one of the pod racers essentially die. <laughs> Um and then you saw you saw how he reacted to everything. We got to meet we got to see Job of the Hut uh, the ridiculous two-headed uh sports announcer. I I don't know, I just I it. And the, the sound, the, the sound work is amazing. Yes.
2: And I guess it's not I guess I shouldn't have said the pod race, period. It's more of the length of the pod race.
0: Yeah, it goes on for a bit. Um I agree with both of you on this one.
1: <laughs> there's definitely things I like about the pod race, and there's definitely things where I'm like, okay, can we just
0: skip this? Yeah, they should, mm-hmm. they should, yeah. probably could have been shorter. What was it, three laps? They did three laps?
2: Three or so laps, yeah. Yeah, three, three laps.
0: laps? But each lap was, you know, eight minutes. <laughs> I mean, they showed the whole lap every time. But I guess yeah. that they showed, I mean, we even get to see sand people. Like, there's sand people took out one of the pod racers. Mm-hmm. So and it was, hit me. That was cool, and Um,
2: then you find out about the eggs, and then you start pausing to see in the stands and who's in there. And like,
0: (laughs) you know what's crazy? That's actually one of my favorite things of all Star Wars. They made that entire stand. The stands are Q-tips, and the Q-tips are just painted individual colors like red, blue, and yellow, and so on and so forth. So when there's like a shot from far away looking at it, that's just Q-tips. Hmm.
2: Didn't know that one.
0: Yeah, I love their set designers. Yeah, it's <laughs> If it's, 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 they need something, they just make it happen, and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was one of my my likes. Um, well, one of my dislikes. I guess uh, one of my dislikes was the... This may not be the way it comes off to everybody else. The insinuation that Anakin built 3PO. We found no. out later that he... Um, they did official canon reasoning where he came from. So essentially, he found three um, PO in pieces and rebuilt him. He didn't make mm-hmm. him from scratch. So uh, people had a hard time with the Son fact Darth, that Darth Vader you, built him, and he didn't.
1: he just what?
0: Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, so that's uh, the this, the insinuation. I, I was I went 15 years before I knew that. So <laughs> he even said he made him. I just watched this movie. <laughs>
1: right a lying that, little twerp
0: that's like uh me putting together a model when i said i built it <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean he did okay
1: I, I yeah no you're right i see the difference then like yeah if, if you order a kit
0: mm-hmm. and like you he, didn't, he didn't create c3po's personality
2: which um, i guess would explain why he didn't care about leaving him so much mm-hmm. he's just like all right well hope you get no joke that's
1: what that's one of the things I noticed when I just watched it. You know, on on the rewatch, was it like three days ago when I rewatched? Yeah. I was like, "Wow, kid, you're just gonna gonna piece out that huge project you just had that has a personality and everything."
2: Yeah, hopefully you don't get sold. What?
1: <laughs> they didn't even ask to take him or nothing.
2: Right.
0: David would have married him, probably. No, oh, probably. Yeah,
2: just <laughs> the way he is.
0: Firstly, what's your uh, what's your next set
1: all right my next set we're gonna go dun, dun, dun. i liked and this is a classic like for most star wars but this one specifically is a standout the music oh damn it the episode one music was yes. fabulous it won an oscar even as we discussed last week rightfully so um I mean, as as I'm sure will come up later on, you know, there's certain music you hear and you associate it with episode one, mm-hmm.
2: instantly.
1: Uh, there's a lot of great beats in this film, where you know, there's a music drop and it's like boom, and it's it's just great. It's fabulous music. It ties
0: the, the whole movie together. Uh, there was very- actually some controversy about this soundtrack when it first came out. If you guys remember. Mm-hmm. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, because one of my good friends was pissed. <laughs> so anybody who do- doesn't know, they released the soundtrack before the movie came out. So think about this. It's been 20 years since a movie came out. And, they and released this was the on soundtrack. CD. Yeah, was, on CD. This was, CD.
1: This was not um, on Spotify, which
0: would have exactly. been worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one of the tracks is literally called Qui-Gon's Noble End. So yep. people went in knowing that Qui-Gon wasn't going to make it.
2: Um, pissed.
0: <laughs> but that speaking of that that song big fan <laughs> yeah for sure yeah there's, there's some that. really good ones in, on the soundtrack
2: I can't remember the name of it but also the ending the, the, oh, the, word, um, the celebration mm-hmm awesome
0: uh, what is the name of it Chris and totally blanking celebration I think thought so (laughs) that's that's what's (laughs) in my mind (laughs) so this one's really good too the Qui-Gon funeral theme this is when uh, Obi-Wan's talking to Anakin that he will be trained yeah that that got a 14 year old BB (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was so good he really was Uh, and obviously Duel of the Fates is iconic (laughs) iconic. Duel of the Fates is, is insane because anybody who's our age probably remembers Total Request Live on MTV.
2: <laughs>
0: Duel of the Fates was literally voted number one music video for like two or three weeks right, uh, on a show that was dominated by the Backstreet Boys, Sync and Britney Spears. So that's how big of a cultural effect that this song had. Uh, people who didn't care for classical music were voting this as the number one because it was so incredible.
2: Was it the Gungan March? Th-
0: there was a Gungan March.
2: That that was that the ending was that the celebration one? Is that no? no. no?
0: Yeah, I don't know why it's not on the soundtrack. Oh, there Yeah. This song is nine and a half minutes long. This song was a little too much for me.
1: Just, that song did nothing for me. It's not one of my dislikes, but you know what? Let's go ahead and call it a dislike. So <laughs> I'll take that song. So while my likes were the music for this song, mm-hmm, for this movie, mm-hmm.
0: my, my dislike in this pick is going to be that yeah. song. And that song's yeah. name is Augie's Great Municipal Band and End Credits.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> it's nine and a half minutes long. Yeah, that one was too much <sighs> <true>. that's crazy. <laughs> all
2: right david what you got uh see for my likes i like the gunga uh sea creatures
0: the gungans there's always a bigger fish oh the and fish
2: the fish yeah and uh-huh. then uh sandu like jack arms whatever you know what i'm talking about the one that eats yeah yeah the jack- smaller yeah. fish <laughs> Uh, I was like you're that was about pretty like, awesome a- Yeah <laughs> The good old steroid fish uh, Man you took a lot of my dislikes Yeah Let's see I'm gonna go with Maul And Qui-Gon dying So early Quote, unquote. I would I would have liked to seeing them In episode 2 to, at least
0: Yeah, uh, I obviously Maul, what we thought was dying, um, was hard to swallow because he was such an interesting character. Well, it could now, have been love him as a villain. Yeah, no, yeah, one of, one of the best ones in the series. Like, imagine if they kept him alive through the whole trilogy, mm-hmm. to then come to the end of Obi Wan and Anakin versus Maul and Grievous and then Obi-Wan versus Anakin that would have been really cool yeah Dooku's just like
1: I'm in my tower what's up
2: yeah (laughs) that could have probably done without Dooku but we'll save that for later dude I'm so excited to talk about
1: episode 2 we just watched it yesterday
2: (laughs) so yeah Maul and Qui-Gon I just think that we could have got a little bit more story for them backstory
0: Mm. All right, so my next two—I um, tried to think of some that were off the beaten path a little bit. Um, when the when Qui Gon and Obi Wan and Jar Jar are swimming, and you first come over the bend or the hill, and you see Otagunga, the city, the bubble yeah. city for the first time—beautiful,
2: mm-hmm.
0: absolutely beautiful. So that's always something that sticks out to me is just how incredible
2: the lights and colors and everything just looks really
0: good it's such a such a good idea Mm
2: -hmm.
0: that there's like there's a hidden essentially a hidden city in a bubble (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's one of my one of my another one of my likes um dislike i gotta tell you guys i thought anakin as a 10 year old or i think he was nine or 10 years old he left his mom pretty easily <laughs> <laughs> it, like he started to run away He said, like, can i go mom and he starts to walk away and then he comes back and he's kind of like, i just
1: can't do it okay bye <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's, just, it's pretty interesting if you guys go on youtube i don't remember i'll see if i can find it but they they posted and it might be in the behind the scenes too they posted uh, some of the auditions for anakin uh, with a couple different kids and there was one who was, like, super animated. He probably would have been a better fit overall. Uh, but, yeah, that, him leaving his mom that easily was just confusing. Now, did
1: you see – I don't know if the clip you're talking about has the whole thing with, like, George. So in the DVD, um, or in, like, the making of mm-hmm. featurette, uh, there's parts where George is talking about the different boys, the actors. Mm-hmm who are auditioning and the thing they liked about uh, jake was he didn't stick to the script he kind of just went off and started saying his own things mm-hmm. so they liked that he was uh
2: unpredictable
1: mm-hmm. and they're like that's like anakin he's unpredictable let's take him yeah. and i'm like that's not why you take an actor yeah. <laughs> he has to be a good actor first not that he doesn't
0: remember his lines there's a big yeah. difference clearly he didn't improvise <laughs>
2: Was one really supposed yeah. to DiCaprio?
0: Uh, I think that was for the episode two, right? That was the oh, yeah, okay.
1: for... episode two. There was definitely the rumor of that. Um, I don't know if that was ever an actual
0: thing. That'd been uh, really... I think... I know we'll, we'll talk about this in the next episode, but that would have been really weird for me. Yeah, uh, DiCaprio is well, one I... of those actors where I see Leonardo DiCaprio, I don't see the character he's playing.
1: Exactly, and that's 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 definitely something that they wanted for episode two. You know, mm-hmm. just to not get a face everyone knew.
0: Yeah.
1: Should have been that's two. what
2: I like about Star Wars is that they get a bunch of unknowns, and we get to see them grow up. You know. Yeah. In Star Wars, instead of just seeing all these famous ones come in. All
1: right,
0: slate. What's your next pair? Or
1: so. So so your dislike was just that particular. Uh, Anakin leaving his mom kind of easily.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know it's yeah. a short, short, small scene. It's just it's, the impact I felt should have been a lot.
1: More. Yeah, and I think that, that ties into the, the a lot of the writing just didn't do it for me in this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the dialogue.
2: But, you know, that stuff just wasn't there. I mean, I, I guess that just shows again the connection between the the mom and son. That's not. There's, I mean, of course, there's speculation out there that that's not even his mom, but, you know,
0: I mean, she even says like there was no father. I
2: gave I birth carried to him. him.
0: I carried him. I gave birth to him. I raised him. Like that scene was to, it, like, I to me, I would interpret it as she was saying how much she loved him, and then yeah. <laughs> he's like, "All right, <laughs> see ya." Yeah.
2: Just yeah, to that, feel that bo- that mother like well, motherly I, bond. See, I
1: kind of, I, I kind of saw that that was there because I was look when I was watching it, I was really seeing her wanting a better life for him.
0: Yes, you know she, she was her. Okay. Yeah, I her reaction, her obviously yeah. she wasn't gonna be, she was gonna be a mom. She was gonna be, uh, you're I'm doing what's best for my child. I'm not gonna break down until he's gone, kind of thing. But from Anakin's point of view, it was just so weird. Or the Tuscan Paper
1: beat my ass. Right. It's true. It's true. <laughs> RIP. Okay. I liked in episode one, The Phantom Menace, that we finally got to see a bunch of cool new Jedi skills. Mm-hmm. So if you're going along the timeline of when the movies were released, you know, the Jedis you were exposed to was really old Obi Wan really old Yoda, brand new Jedi Luke, and that's when the movies ended. So The Phantom Menace was our first real exposure to anything else, and I thought Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan did a great representation of cool shit that they can do. Mm -hmm. Force dashing, using the lightsaber to get through the blast doors. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's one of the first things that happens. And it's like, oh my god, they just used a lightsaber to get through the blast doors. What? (laughs) You know, So I, I loved the exposure to the phantom menace gives us to jedi stuff um and that just gets expanded upon in each fi- film after this as well but this was you know the first time really being able to see that and i loved it
2: yeah getting
0: so yeah, jedi fighting was really cool
2: i remember in the theater with the uh force speed force runner, Yo, yeah
0: i didn't even notice that in the first couple of times i saw it
2: Everybody going, oh, shit, you know, all mm-hmm. at the same time when it happened. It was pretty badass.
0: Yeah, and they jumped out of that vent was like 50 feet in the air, too. That's Dude. the one. I noticed that one the first mm-hmm. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Dislike? Sorry, I got to go to Gunkins on this one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I I thought the city was cool, but... but the the race of characters themselves and the way that they talked and it didn't seem like an actual civilization uh, um and a people why are all the leaders a different fish race than the ones that were walking around the town Why do they have this funny accent it was just i don't know it just yeah something about the gungans didn't sit right with me but again nothing that i'm gonna say boo phantom menace for because overall okay star wars let's go awesome
2: yeah yeah. Alright, um, first, First, uh, first, the last one for me is the introduction of Darth Maul, when he creeps behind, like, pokes his head around Sidious Oh, was, in the, the, holographic. The,
1: the, the holographic communication?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, to communicate, well, more whenever they're on the balcony or whatever they are looking over, where mm-hmm. he just, like, creeps around
0: I didn't learn for years afterwards that wasn't Ray Park's voice there either.
2: <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. But uh, the colors, because I didn't, I didn't know a mall mall before that. So whenever I saw him, I was like, "Holy shit, dude! This dude's gonna be badass." <laughs> so
0: imposing for sure. <laughs>
2: um, let's see. Anything else from you guys on that one?
0: No, I think you're. I think a lot of people are gonna agree with you on that
2: one. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. The the intro of him, I mean, he was menacing. He was cool looking. He had an awesome color scheme. You know, um,
2: his spy oh, droid. If, if you know. guys
1: don't know this, that's not his natural skin tone. That's tattoos that mm-hmm. Darth Maul has on him.
2: Um,
1: nice. Yeah, that that pattern on his skin is not his birth pattern. Mm-hmm. He has a full body tattoo. Um, so that's ouch and awesome. Yeah.
2: I can't recall the name of his ship. I think it's like Blood Something. If Do like... you guys recall his, the name of it? His ship it's, is awesome. It's called Blood Something. So uh, if anyone's listening and can put on Twitter for us, that would be cool. Uh, uh, dislikes. Uh, I'm going to add this one i'm gonna say anakin's mom oh that shmi. A, yeah that was a i don't know waste uh, of a character again for me
0: kind of unrelated but every time i hear someone say shmee, i think of hook <laughs> <laughs> shmi shmi it's all about shmee. <laughs> what about me shmi's me <laughs> shmi's <laughs> me
2: yeah, I think it's just the acting. It goes that. back to the acting and the lines again. That's why I didn't like her. It was just very like she said a line and she almost should have just said, Stop. <laughs> Wait for <laughs> someone else to talk and then she would say a line. Stop. You know, it's just it was weird.
0: You know, honestly I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to her. because every scene she's in, there's other characters. I was so enamored with Qui Gon in my youth that I was like staring <laughs> at him, <laughs> just waiting. I more and movie.
1: more appreciate uh, is Liam Neeson's acting in this movie every time I watch it, just mm-hmm. because everyone else seems more and more off every time I watch it. <laughs> so I was like, man, he, he, he like he took. There wasn't much there with the character, but he took it and he like he, he did it. Yeah, he did it. He did it justice, like a lot of justice.
0: Like Alec Guinness, proper justice for
2: it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, this actually transitions nicely into my next like. All right. So we've each done three dislikes. So now we're done with that. So we each have one like left. No, two likes left, I believe.
1: Yeah. Let's yeah. go, two
0: likes. So my next will be the Amadala Padme Handmaidens, how they were able to um, alternate between who was the queen, who was the handmaidens, mm-hmm. without us knowing. Um, and I went 20 years until Queen Shadow came out wondering if Qui-Gon or Obi-Wan know, knew that it was her before she announced it uh, with the Gungans. Uh, and spoiler, if you haven't read Queen Shadow, skip ahead five seconds. Um, but it, com- it confirms that Qui-Gon did know. Oh, you, BS. You can't get nothing
2: <laughs> no, no, he didn't. No,
0: he didn't. <laughs> that's why when she came forward, that's why he gave that sly little look over to Obi Wan to see his reaction. Mm. But I, no, I loved like no. how they did it. Um, and now
2: reading, I, I Queen think
1: Shadow. I think that was a like, oh, you believe this chick?
0: I think that was that kind
2: of
0: right. <laughs> it was after reading Queen Shadow, realizing that the, all the queen's clothing was essentially bulletproof or. Uh, weaponized <laughs> and that the handmaidens were like raised to be assassin handmaidens which is kind of cool yeah and one of them is Keira Knightley which is insane it's, in yeah. her first movie role yeah she just loves period pieces <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I like um, now knowing it and now when you go back and you watch and you're like oh that's not Natalie Portman as the queen right now. <laughs> you can't tell your first time watching it because you're not looking for that. But then now that you are you 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 kind of like you, know, you squint your eyes a little bit and you're like, wait a minute.
2: Yeah.
1: Natalie Portman's back there. I see her as one of the handmates. <laughs> Holy crap.
2: <laughs> and the different pitches of voices.
0: Yeah. People had a hard time with that, that voice too with Amidala's voice. I remember yes. that was a big hang up for people, but that was on purpose. That was like, that that was so all the handmaidens could imitate that. Yep. Which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that whole scheme was done really
1: well. And I love the uh, additional lore that's come on after that. Just like you said, in Queen's Shadow and other books about more and more with that.
0: Is it Panaka who was her main captain? Like the head of her military? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it him who became a Grand Moth in the Empire? It's the head guard. Yeah. Uh, super, uh, captain of the guard. So yeah, that was pretty cool. All right, uh, slave. what's another thing you like?
1: Okay. Um, other thing I like. pull up the newt. Um, I'm going to go with the single best entrance I think in Star Wars history. Mm-hmm. Um, where where the where the doors open as they're trying to get away and Maul drops the hood and pulls out <laughs> the
0: dual lightsaber. Um yeah. and then this starts. Uh,
2: so good.
1: The so way good. they do everything and then that hit of the door sliding open and him standing there just menacing as all hell. Yeah, that's um, too good. Like, you, you got chills while you mm-hmm. still watching it, even though you know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can... Who's going to get kicked in the face? You know all that stuff. But that entrance is phenomenal. It's so good. That's my... Like,
2: I like how they did, the, what's that, the the shield door thing or whatever you want to call it, the red one. And you, you can tell, I mean, gives you the light side and the dark side of how he walks back and forth wasting his energy. And Qui-Gon is just sitting there meditating.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could probably Dude. lump in that whole fight scene uh, with this one because obviously everybody loves that.
1: Um, well, I was gonna save the fight scene for one of you guys because I'm I'm sure someone's gonna say the last fight scene.
0: Yeah, we'll just lump it into this. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I actually, put a, I put a poll on Twitter asking what color lightsaber Obi Wan used to slice Maul in half because ninety um, percent of people got it, but because uh, Obi Wan has a blue saber, but he ends up using Qui Gon's to do the deed, so mm-hmm. it being green. Yeah, the whole fight scene is incredible. Like the the energy Uh, doors, the Obi Wan's, Ewan McGregor's acting.
2: Oh, man. So, uh, Uh, I mean, you felt right right before Qui Gon got hit. You could doing
0: this now. We're talking about this fight
1: now? Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. This fight, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Is, is, Is this your top lightsaber battle in the series? No. Top three? top two top two top which two. is your top, Obi what top One, Anakin. okay david same yeah okay i gotta say i this one's top for me for the lightsaber battles um it's good it's so good i'm not downing or dissing the obi-wan Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah Anakin fighting mean... at all It was geniusly choreographed and all of that. Um, For Anakin and Obi-Wan, I think the after the fight, or maybe just like the very last slash and that conversation, Mm -hmm. is that's everything for me. Anything that happened before that, them jumping around the lava and stuff, we'll get into this later, of course. But Mm -hmm. to me, it's this this fight. There's been three times in... In, in my my theater-going life, I'm a huge movie guy. Guys, that I've left my seat, and this was one of them. And so did I think the entire theater just stood up and cheered when Obi Wan sliced through Maul. I I was so pumped. I was sweating. I it was just I'll never forget that feeling of this fight. It was it was everything I've ever wanted in a Star Wars battle. You know what I mean?
0: going back to what you, your original point was, how the entrance, how the door slide open and it's, he's standing there with his hood up, uh, and then the two, got, two Jedi said, we'll handle this, and they take off their robes. Like You just knew it was going to be insane. It's, it's going to go down.
1: And I I have a cut saved that's just the lightsaber battle, because I don't give two shits about, about Anakin blowing up the command ship or the battle on Naboo. All I care about is
0: that lightsaber battle. I'll try spinning. That's
2: a good trick. (laughs) But just the tension that you felt like in Obi-Wan's face, like right before Qui-Gon gets hit, like stabbed. Just that. Oh my God, look how tense he's getting. You just start getting to the edge of your seat. Like what's going to happen?
1: Obi-Wan's running to try to get there in time, but he doesn't. And then the thing slides in front of him. And you go, why do not you use your speed dash? No, you can't, because then he'd be unprepared and he'd be out of energy and all this stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Do that.
1: And he had to watch. Oh, it was such a.
0: Because how else are they going to split them up? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the only way Maul could win. God, in reading Master and Apprentice and then watching this again, just right. makes it that much more
2: right.
1: uh,
0: of a gut punch. So good.
1: The novelization of this mm-hmm. is. One of the greatest
2: mm-hmm.
1: additions to a movie that I found because it goes so deep into the Anakin, I'm sorry, the Obi Wan Flygon relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's this whole side, thought, and I think I mentioned this on maybe like pod two of ours. <laughs> there's this whole like side stuff going on. Like, when uh, Flygon tells the council uh, about about Anakin and that you know oh I'll take him as my as my Padawan and all that and all this stuff that's going on between Obi-Wan and and Qui-Gon at that point all this conflict they've been having recently because they actually haven't been getting along at this point uh, they have very different world views and world and views of the Jedi mm-hmm. and they and they share a look in the movie and and, and it's and what happens is in the book, they explain it as Obi-Wan just has this thought of supreme, like, he hates me. He, he wants to get rid of me. He doesn't want to train me. And what happens is Qui-Gon just, like, gives this, like, little look over his shoulder because he feels it. He senses it. But he can't focus on that. And he, and he goes back to looking at Mace and Yoda. But they explain all of that in the novelization of Phantom Menace. And it's, like, brilliant the tie-in there between the visuals of the movie which don't get explained at all in the movie because you can't Mm -hmm. hear the thoughts but it's in the book and it's it's great so it it adds so much more depth to that last battle too when you see all of this and and you know obi-wan holding qui-gon in his arms as he's dying and all this it was such a good fight
0: so good all right david what's your last uh like
2: well of course you all knew this was coming the droids <laughs> got introduced to the Roger Rogers, as I call him. <laughs> Dude, one of the best droids. It's the Roger Rogers. I mean, even in I mean, clone the clone uh, Clone Wars. They're so good.
0: Yeah, the B one battle droids are. They're a lot of fun. They're kind of ridiculous, but still, nonetheless, I still like them. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds had- me. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, it reminded me how much I like the eye the rolly Boys.
2: hmm yeah. and just seeing all those new droids for the first time was really badass. Pretty cool. How about you, Slate? Would you like what droids did you like out of those?
0: i got to tell you, the droid crimes were pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't get them out of my brain. Uh, were there super battle droids in this one, or was that only in Episode 2?
2: Only uh, 2.
0: Yeah. Episode 2 has a lot of cool droids, too. Hmm. Um, Slate, so, what about oh, you? I think Slate had step away. Um, oh, okay. All right. But um, I'll just go on to my next one. Okay. Wait, what was... Uh, Uh, any any droids from episode one that stuck out to you that you particularly cared for
2: well
1: no it was when the b1s uh in their little carrier Mm -hmm. how they were able to shoot out and they're all like crouched in balls and then they drop down together Mm -hmm. you know how they get deployed i loved that i love seeing Mm -hmm. the utility of you know they don't need to be transported like humans you can stick 50 of them in a back of a volkswagen and just chuck (laughs) uh I, I, so I loved that little, like, the tech aspect of that.
0: Yeah, practical.
1: Yeah,
0: super practical. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, that ties in pretty well with my last one. Um, the, the Battle Droid battle on Naboo.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, overall, obviously, it was stunning to look at. Like, just the backdrop of Naboo was perfect. I'm pretty sure that was the Windows 95 screensaver. Um, <laughs> All of the, I guess there were plasma or electrical orbs that the Gungans used to deactivate the droids. And, are they just throwing water bubbles? I think that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I loved, the
2: sound, the sound of those things were awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I really liked um, the Separatist tanks, the hover tanks. Yes, those are some of my favorite vehicles in Star Wars. Um, and then just the overall the gungan shields and then their their bubbles they create because those have had a long last uh effect on the video games that i play often so, mm-hmm. so yeah everything with the battle droid battle <laughs> was nice. pretty, pretty awesome uh for
1: for my last one i'm gonna say george lucas because he is the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> <laughs> and, and what i mean about this this is a roundabout it's not a dislike <laughs> but it's a Maybe close. I encourage everyone to please find the DVD copy of this and watch it with George Lucas's commentary. Because he doesn't say Naboo. That's not what it's called, according to George Lucas. It's Naboo. Naboo. He calls it (laughs) Naboo. And it's the strangest freaking thing listening to him do the commentary because he's watching the movie yeah they've already put the movie out he's watching the movie to give the commentary of it and he calls it nabo and like the next scene they're calling it naboo because that's <laughs> what called in the movie and it's I, I i i i was floored i was bewildered i had to stop the commentary and call all my friends over to show them when this happened and i didn't understand like life and I'm still confused by it. I'm still absolutely bewildered by how he can't pronounce. Or he, it's just a totally different name. Like, did yeah, he just never. write it? Like, did he just write it down, like, for the script? And then they all went with it, and he never dealt with those scenes to say, hey, guys, you're actually
0: saying it wrong? I mean, <laughs> it's spelled N-A-B-O-O. So that is Boo. Boo. If it was Nabu. it would be N-A-A-B-O, right? Or
2: something,
0: wow. a hyphen or a umlaut or
1: something over the A. I don't know
0: what it Yeah, says. that's crazy.
1: It, I, it was mind-boggling <laughs> every, every second of it.
0: <laughs> all right, so that was uh, all of our fav- five favorite things and three things we disliked, but I'm going to throw one more at you guys because they had a massive impact on me. Um, not in the movie per se, but it was the KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, Whoa. Star Wars yes. toys. oh my god
1: yes i forgot about that what a great guy in
0: they completely shaped my collecting mindset as a teenager like i didn't really collect a lot before then but honestly when that hit i had everything and some of that stuff was really dumb (laughs) (laughs) i still have a ziploc bag a big ziploc full of gungan squirt gun type things and i don't know why But I love the cup toppers um, from cup KFC. Top cool. uh, oh, yeah, the Jar Jar cup topper. Yeah, there was Jar Jar. It was There was the main, the gungan captain. There was the Naboo's chief or president, whatever the hell he was. <laughs> there was Queen Amidala, uh, Darth Maul. The R2 was really cool because it had his legs down the side.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: there was uh, Sabulba. Sebulba, yep. And there was the Anakin oh. in Podracer. Yeah, because he had the goggles. And I remember it. I want to say there was a Mace Windu.
2: Uh, Mace Big
0: was a promo toy. I remember that. I'm pretty sure there was a Mace and a, maybe a Yoda.
2: Now, the toy that wasn't cool was the Jar Jar. What was it? Like a pop? Like a.
0: I had like a pop. Uh, lolly... Yeah, a lollipop in the middle of it. He spit it out. <laughs>
2: His tongue was the lollipop.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a horrible it, idea. It was hard to look at.
2: Yeah.
0: And hard to watch someone
2: <laughs> actually enjoying it. Yeah. Hey, you uh, want to try it? No, no. Oh no man, I, remember, I
0: totally I, forgot
1: about the absolute madness that was this three and a half inch action figures when they
0: came out for this. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I was at the Jackson, Ohio Walmart when it happened. My grandparents took me. I was at Toys R Us in Orlando. <laughs> because uh, I was a kid, they let me go in first with other kids before like the ravenous adults got in there. Oh, that was nice of them. I got, I still have it. I got the Darth Maul beach towel. I have it too. It's, I, I,
1: dude, it's it's twenty <laughs> feet away from me right now.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> nice. And I got, I got the Darth Maul costume kit, which was like the cheap plastic mask with the black cheap robe, and then the the double sided lightsaber, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and it, it lit up. And then I got the Darth Maul. I was in the Darth Maul, if you guys haven't figured this out. Uh, the, the figure, the 3.75 inch in um, Qui Gon. And I still have all of them. <laughs> One of the big things
1: I got I got the um, Pad 1 hair hair knot. Nice. Clip
0: it. Still wears it. <laughs> still wearing it around. Uh, <laughs> handful of figures. The marketing books was insane like the pepsi cans yeah i remember so the r2d2 coolers that you could find at grocery stores that held like pepsi bottles
2: mm-hmm.
0: there was pogs it was 1999 there oh, was the
2: like <laughs> <laughs> uh, i wanted a lot of those
1: did phantom menace at the time break the record for for, for a movie for like biggest opening or biggest box office or something because
0: you know, this was Oh, uh, I don't think so. Was this because before
1: or after Titanic?
0: Titanic was '96. Okay, so Titanic.
1: Okay, so Titanic 27? was still. I think Titanic was still number one, and this came in mm. as number two. If I remember right, at the time.
2: I think you're right.
0: Yeah, the whole market. I, re- I remember
1: being like, "I got to go watch this movie again so it can gain on Titanic because my seven dollars." <laughs> <is> gonna... <laughs> Of course, Friday was
2: crazy, man. I, good
1: good I, stuff. I like the segment, VP. Good good, good call on this
0: one, buddy. Yeah, so uh, next week we'll go over uh, Attack of the Clones, which is going to be hard for me because it's the one I've watched the least and it's the one I have the hardest mm-hmm. time with. So, um, Oh, I'm so excited. I just watched it and I got so much to say about it. Nice. So I'm going to watch <laughs> it probably uh, this weekend and write some notes down. But uh, in the meantime, before we get out of here, Did you guys hear that?
1: Well, I guess it's after the Ewok agenda. Um, So, we're going to do a not specifically, you know, Ewok uh, tie in right now. It's going to be a tie in. So, uh, as you guys know, Warwick Davis, he is uh, the main Ewok. You know, he was uh, Wicket in Return of the Jedi, which, so it was the idea of the Ewoks um, that George Lucas loved so much to make the Ewok movies. And it was, of course, the idea of making more money with marketing children's toys and doing all this because he understood that was going to be a market. Um, but he loved Warwick Davis's acting, his portrayal. Warwick Davis is the one that proved to George Lucas that even though you're wearing this big costume with no facial expressions, you can still have character and you can still do stuff. That's what Warwick Davis did at 11 years old in, this, in Return of the Jedi. Um, so, as you guys, this is going to be your first trivia question for the day, actually, BP.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: as you guys are well aware, Warwick Davis has appeared in plenty of Star Wars movies. I'll give you guys five seconds to venture a guess, a number guess. How many roles has Warwick Davis had in the Star Wars universe?
0: Go, go. I'm going to
2: say eight. I was going to go seven.
1: You are both shortcutting Mr. Warwick Davis.
0: Wow. <laughs> are, you, are you including the uh, Ewok spinoffs?
1: So, not including the Ewok movies because he was wicked in those as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're just mm-hmm. talking about unique characters. He has been starting off with in episode six, Return of the Jedi, he was wicked, number one. His next appearance was in episode one, the Phantom Menace, where he had three different roles. He mm-hmm. was uh, Anakin's little friend, Wald. He was a pod race spectator and he was a Mos Espa citizen in different locations, a different character. So we mm-hmm. are at four right now. He didn't appear again in episode, he, didn't, he wasn't in episode two or three, which surprised me, mm-hmm. uh, but he was in episode seven as a character, Wollovan, Then he was in Rogue One as Wee Teeth Chuby. Episode Mm -hmm. 8 as, anyone know? Wodavan. Wodavan. So we are at, I don't know, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. He had a reoccurring voice character in Star Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm. He was Rook. In in solo, a Star Wars story, he was Weasel. Oh, and actually, no, EP, I think you were right then, because in episode nine, he was wicked again. No, that's not a reoccurring character. So that would make one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That would still make nine separate characters. So you still shortchanged him. Oh, nice. He was he, he was spin, another one yeah.
2: in solo too, right? He was he played two different characters, I think, in solo.
1: So his his IMDB only credits one of them. So if he was two, that makes even more.
0: All right. Well let's uh let's stick with let's do a couple of trivia questions before we get out of here. Love it. All right. Let's see here.
1: So I'm I'm pretty sure that this is actually sorry to go back really quick. Mm-hmm. I think he's played the most characters of anyone in Star mm-hmm.
0: Wars. Yeah, I think I know definitely. a couple that have
1: played three or four. I can't imagine anyone else who's had 7, 8 or 9 characters.
2: And Carrie uh, Fisher had a lot to do with him being in a lot of these. She would always mention him to come back. So I would I think say that's ex- cool. ex-
0: excluding puppeteers. I, you're you're probably right. Like Mike Quinn was a puppeteer for like a lot of characters. Um, but yes, his I... hand was in so many people.
2: <laughs> so many. His <laughs> his hand's seen lot on ass, huh?
0: All right, all right. So first question: whose house band? Whose house band includes the musicians Max Rebo, Size Noodles, and Droopy McCool? It's the Max Rebo band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who 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 owns the band? Where do they play? Oh, Jabba.
2: Java, Java's, Java's Palace.
0: Jabo, who greets Anakin and Obi Wan when they arrive to serve as Senator Amidala's protectors? Jar yeah, ja, ja. Excuse me. That's, um, that's, that's that's I cheated though. I
1: just watched that movie yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who interrupts Han and Le- Leia's first kiss? D P O. Yes. <laughs> What ship blasts apart shortly after its engineer reports there seems to be a problem with the main reactor?
1: Seems to be a problem. That is
0: from episode one.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It's the Trade Federation droid control ship. Alright, okay. um how many individuals I, I phased out that whole thing. I'm just focusing on the white Nice. <laughs> <laughs> how many individuals are shown falling into the rancor pit?
2: Say that again.
0: How many people are shown falling or sorry, individuals are shown falling falling into the rancor pit? Two three. three. Dang it. Alright, we'll do uh a couple more and then we'll we'll get the hell out of here. <laughs> How many claws does an acklay use to walk? And that is from episode two, I believe. He looks uh, like a Pagan manis.
1: He six.
0: Yeah. Six is correct. All right. What added element... Flexing on you right David, just so you know. You are. You are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what added element, according to Anakin Skywalker, turns ordinary negotiations into aggressive negotiations?
2: Lightsabers.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Handing so in my car. Here's the question for the OT fans: Who flies as Red Two during the first Death Star battle? Oh my god! You want it, or you no? It's
2: not Wedge, right? It is Wedge. Is it? All right.
0: Wedge and tillies. Nice. Who mutters? Mutters, who mutters on geonosis? The Jedi must not find our designs for the ultimate weapon.
1: That's gonna be uh, Shorty McWings a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, he talks like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's <laughs>
0: got a really funny name. Yeah, uh, his name is Poggle uh, Poggle the Lesser.
1: Oh, Poggle! Huh. Yes, I love Poggle the Lesser. I read a, I read the whole history about the Lesser and the Greater.
0: <laughs> All right, so this is a New Hope question. What type of ship does Luke and the Falcon's gun port say are coming in too fast?
1: fighters. Yeah. Damn.
0: All right, last question. It's perfect because it's from episode one. We just talked about this. How many terrible things are heading towards Jar Jar Binks, according to Qui-Gon Jinn? When they first meet him. You hear that? Mm-hmm. That's the sound <laughs> of a thousand
1: terrible things.
0: Yay! All right, Slade, so, like, you—you uh, absolutely dominated, David. There. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you get a uh, thousand black squadron points.
0: So next <laughs> week, uh, somebody else reads some trivial questions, and I'll participate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have
1: the truth. No. I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I have it.
0: And at some point, we gotta talk about the new Star Wars RPG you created, and we've played. Whenever you're uh, ready.
1: Let's give it a couple more sessions okay. <laughs> before we bring that
0: travesty up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's gonna do it for our twentieth episode of the Black Squadron podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, we're gonna run through the rest of the movies here going forward until we get to the end of them. And um, thank you guys for coming on tonight, and see you guys next week.
1: Thank you, baby. Thanks for listening.
0: See you, everybody. Bye.